0: Welcome to the Faith Disrupted podcast. Today we're talking about the state of religion in Australia and whether we're becoming a nation of godless pagans. <laughs> Is that a bit strong? <laughs> a little bit. I, I think it's I a, think bit strong. a little bit harsh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh well. Well, we'll see we'll see where where this takes us. Yes. Um, okay. So we just a bit of background. We um, went to school together. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And now we're many years later and living in different states and um, yeah, still still managing to catch up via podcast. Yeah. Actually we're still in the same state too. Yeah, we are in the same state. <laughs> we're about twenty we're minutes still. apart though. Yep. You know, That's it's a bit right. of a distance. That's a fair way. <laughs> yep. Okay, so the premise of this is the two thousand and sixteen census. So yes. stat nerd alert, which showed a huge decline. No, a a moderate decline. decline. A moderate decline in the amount of people who associated themselves with religion Yes, and a moderate increase in the amount of people who said they did not associate themselves with any religion at all. What do we think about this?
1: Yeah, I just think,
0: you know, more people are comfortable
1: with kind of owning up to the fact that religion doesn't play a part in their lives, I think. I don't know that people would, well, I guess, I don't know that people would say they don't necessarily believe in God, or but that church, I think more
0: church doesn't play a role for people. Do you think that people that said that they had no religion mm-hmm. are saying that they they believe in God, but they don't want to go to church? Possibly.
1: <laughs> I think it's possible because, or maybe not even God, but I think... I don't know, people that I come across are open to something, some kind of spiritual force perhaps, but I don't think they associate
0: it with church. Maybe religion's the dirty word. Maybe.
2: Well and truly. I find it interesting in context of the world, right? So people seem to be surprised that 84% of the world is religious. 84% have an affiliation with religion. Yeah. And they're expecting that by 2050 that will go up to 87%. Yeah. Wow. So it's actually going to increase? Yes. Uh, and actually the number of atheists and agnostics is on the decline. So at the moment it hovers around 10 to 15% and that's going to drop down by about 5% by 2050. But Australia is kind of bucking that trend and going Well, well the western world is, right? So Europe is Yes. it's Christian and certainly more secular. Um, you'd probably say the states, I reckon, will be on that trajectory as well. Mm. But we are not, you know, the majority of the world, actually. Yeah. So the majority of the world would be Muslim. Well, actually, they're saying two-thirds will be either Christian or Muslim. Yeah. In that okay. same time period. They just don't know yeah. which one will be more than the other interestingly the reason yeah. is because religious people procreate more yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so it's not to say that it's not to say Australia will become more religious necessarily although with do you immigration, think that's true
1: or is it like the developing world procreate
2: more I see a lot of three and four children families in my church. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you guys more than I do in the rest of the world. It's not hard facts, but that's. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tam, from across the way. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> hey, I'm Just the, I'm the
0: it lower it end of that really scale there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just to make it really personal. What do you think that is,
2: Michelle? I don't even know where to go from there. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. I mean, obviously, developing world tends to yeah have more um, children. So yes, you're right. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. Sorry, it's not so much. Did make me think of The Handmaid's Tale. That um,
1: series, TV series. Yeah, Yeah. can't wait to watch it. Although I'm bit nervous about it. It's good.
0: It's really. It's excellent. It pulls you in. Yeah, so you've seen it, Tim. Yeah, yeah, I'm up to it. I've just got the last one to go now. Oh, wow.
2: How many episodes?
0: Ten. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's fabulous. Highly recommend. Yeah, very good. But the premise,
1: I guess, for those that may not know, is that um, birth rates are in decline over the world, unlike what Rochelle's just said, and (laughs) therefore um, women that can give birth kind of become seconded into becoming these handmaidens for rich women i
0: guess to bear their children which is all justified on old testament scripture pretty much
2: wow yeah
0: Mm. Yeah, yes it's scary
2: because it's a book right it was based on a book
0: yeah yeah that was written in 84
2: Mm. wow margaret atwood oh yeah cool okay
0: Mm. anyway well worth watching
1: anyway Christians can be a little bit different from the rest of society. Is that what we're saying?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's interesting to look at the broader context when we look at a census data mm. for here. Yeah, and I, I think as well, it's it's you know, it's not to say that eighty four percent of the world is attending a church each week either. Mm. You know, it's an affiliation with religion. Yeah, so I, do, yeah. I do wonder Absolutely. about your point, Ursh, about the whole believing in God but not attending church. I mean, that's mm. the biggest decline, it seems. I'm just, Yeah, know, trying to look back at those stats, but. Um, you know, it's dropping down from the 60% down to 14%, I think it is, that actually attend church. Um, But I don't think any of us are that surprised by that, right? Mm, Yeah. And I think, like,
1: one of the points that that, um, there's that Scott Higgins article about the decline of religion, which is kind of commenting on the census, and one of the things that he's saying is there's kind of a backlash against what tends to be given as Christian values, which is a very strong advocacy, um, you know, against sexuality or pluralism or any of those kind of things. And I think, you know, more and more that's becoming such a minority view. If you look at the whole furor over the Margaret Court comment, that I think people are just not wanting to be associated
0: with that. I don't want to be associated with that. No, that's right, and I think so. I kind of feel like the opposite is true from what you said, Ursh. Yeah. I think people are getting to the point where they're okay at saying, you know what, my family has um, identified as Catholic or as Christian yeah. for all these generations, Yeah. and at this point, I'm finally saying, you know what, um, that might be my heritage, but mm-hmm. I'm that's not us anymore, yeah. and I'm calling it yeah and at this yeah. point forward i'm not associating you know me and my family in that way anymore mm. and i think you know especially for a lot of these catholic families who generation after generation are going and doing the baptism thing but then having zero lifestyle or zero yeah mm. you know actual you know faith life mm. that they're finally going you know what that's not enough anymore the you know the religious stuff and the ceremonies it's it's not enough for me now to identify as a religious person. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean it's I, I do think it's interesting the kind of reflection that came out was on the ABC yesterday around um it being a more inner city thing and a younger mm. persons yeah. willingness mm. to come it's out like for the stuff 16 to 29
1: year olds.
2: Yeah. Whereas I, I don't know about you guys but um, I find it fascinating actually often how people seem to come back into church life when they have kids and they go, actually, I want to give them some morals and a Mm. kind of a values compass, as it were, whether or not they actually are passionate about God, I'm not so sure. But even Mm. I I look at my little girl going to school at a Catholic school and, yeah, yeah, I don't know that many of the parents are attending mass regularly or a church regularly necessarily, Mm. Um, but... They're really happy for their kids to have those morals and to do the sign of the cross and to learn yep. about Jesus every day. Yep. They feel a comfort in that.
1: Yeah, I think because um, the world is seen as so, like, crazy, out of control, so many, you know, so much stuff going on with social media and some people mm. are a bit of a loss perhaps to find a compass point. Yep. Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Did anyone see um, their... The big to do on social media today about Eugene Peterson. Yeah. So
2: is that that he's come out in favour of gay marriage? Was that right?
0: Yeah. So Eugene Mm. Peterson, who you know did the translation of the Message Bible, Mm -hmm. and has written a number of other books, has come out. Yeah. Basically saying he's a supporter of the LGBTQI community and of same-sex marriage and. Yeah. I wasn't particularly keeping up with all the social medias, but what I did keep up with was disgusting. Like the the response from um, conservative Christians oh. was horrible. See, and yeah. I thought, well, no wonder people are leaving the flipping church. Yeah. No wonder people don't want to be, don't want to identify with these religions anymore because yeah. it
2: is, it's horrible. Yeah.
0: It was horrible. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it?
2: And assuming, were they attacking him personally? I
0: assume. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There was personal, and there was, you know, there's a whole lot of, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner talk, which basically comes just across as hatred and yeah. vitriol, and yeah,
2: it's so disappointing. It's, it's sort of. Uh, I had to bring Trump in. We're kind of 11, 12
0: minutes in now. Yeah, so <laughs> no. we we need to have a sound effect.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> clang,
0: clang,
2: clang. but but it is the it's that um, phenomenon where we don't hear each other anymore. We can't actually have a conversation to wrestle with views and and look at the different perspectives and, mm. and hash them out. We go to the personal mm, mm. and Christians seem to be the slowest yeah. in moving on from that. It's, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, <laughs> they're
1: always behind. I think that's, I mean, you look at women in leadership, which I know in some places is still an ongoing debate. Like it's just like the church is so behind where the rest of society is. Mm, that's disappointing. Why is that, do you reckon? I Sometimes I think it's a mixture of things. I wonder if um, church and organised religions do attract a conservative kind of people that like to have very strict boundaries. Mm. I also think the big part of it is people honestly love God and don't want to be seen as disobeying him or doing something that's Mm. contrary to the word. But when they have no idea on how to look at strict scripture and analyze it and even if you don't agree with gay marriage or whatever all the scriptures that would be used against it can have completely different interpretations you know depending on what religious scholar you look at what kind of hermeneutical background you take with it and so if we can at least start from the point of you
0: know what there could be different arguments on this
1: Hmm. it can at least be a bit more respectful
0: No, people aren't coming across as in, this is my opinion. People are coming across as this is the one and only truth. That's right. And you are wrong.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what,
0: yeah, again, that that Scott Higgins article
1: points out when he's talking about that seems to be the main thing that defines Christians in people's eyes is what they're against against rather than what they're for and I love like he talks about you know we're being for loving our enemies laying down our lives for each other divesting ourselves of wealth remaining faithful to our spouses valuing inclusive you know community all those kind of things that Christians should be known for but instead we just kind of get brushed with the you know we're the ones that are trying to oppress people or say that they're can't have the same human rights and freedoms that We all enjoy
0: anyway.
2: And is that because Christians aren't doing those things or is it not profiled?
0: I think the point is that not only Christians can do those things. Like Christians like to think that we're the only people that can have good morals, whereas there was this excellent um, article on the ABC, um, Dr Malcolm Forbes, and Mm -hmm. he was – speaking about the fact that other countries that had higher reported levels of disbelief had actually no change in their morals and civil society. So yeah. you know basically saying you don't need to be religious or associate with a religion to have those values and to, you know, still still have the same high level of expectation mm. of yeah. society that a Christian you know, so called Christian nation would have. So people think that by this, you know, they, they think the whole fabric of society is going to fall apart because people aren't reporting that they're religious anymore. But
2: yeah.
0: in all honesty, it's probably not going to change things all that much at all.
2: Mm. So was that research, though, around countries that had been Judeo-Christian background? Um, yes, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> that's a very detailed question. But I'm just interested because, mm. you know, you have the conservative Christian voice saying we need, you know, this is the basis of our foundations yeah, we must right. not lose that. Yeah. Versus, oh, yeah, I just wonder, I, I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> kind of I know that's not that, it? Because, you know,
1: Judeo-Christian values do form the rule of law, but the basic rule of law. Hmm in in australia Mm. in west in many western countries and the church has been responsible i know for great atrocities but also many wonderful things like education Mm. and hospitals and it has been that compassion you know that's actually led to great great things in society um that maybe some other nations don't have a value for it's not all bad, but I, we're not a Christian nation anymore. I think that's where it falls down. Yeah. <laughs> is Christians seem to think they have to uphold some kind of Christian law that everyone is not adhering to?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of displacing morals with law, mm-hmm. whereas, like, everyone has the right to uphold their own moral values as long as it obviously doesn't go against the law mm. but the law doesn't necessarily have to exactly reflect your moral values
2: mm. but there is something um i can't remember if it was in yeah i think it's sort of scott's point around the opportunity and that certainly so i get to work um with one of the organizations i work with a guy who's a dutch philosopher who's yeah. um christian progressive living in a post post christian Environment right mm. in the Netherlands, mm. um, where he said actually a magazine came out recently that had Jesus on the front cover. Mm. It was exploring Jesus' life, and it sold out yeah, in the wow. supermarket oh, wow. shelves, right? Because there's actually a curiosity mm. about religion because it hasn't,
0: you know, this, this
2: generation has. Yeah, this generation hasn't had that. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel like we're there at all. Yes. No. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like working you know some some of my works in the state school system I definitely yep. don't think kids growing up have any idea who Jesus is
2: that's right so maybe i think as they go into teenage 20s whether that there will be a curiosity that sparks mm. um in that space but will the church be in a position to oh that's right be humble enough and and i think that's what the point i was trying to get to is the opportunity so um, the guy i work with is going actually the the churches are actually trying to go, how do we engage young adults in a very different yeah. way than we've ever attempted before? Yeah, it, It's risky. It's going to take money and yeah. time and we're going to make a lot of mistakes and there's going to be a lot of failures, but there might be a new way, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. are we willing to go and start exploring new ways of connecting with people? But I think the sort of to what we've been saying, I think the Christian response is to get nervous that we're going to lose... The things that make us Christian, yeah, in doing right. that, you know, like the the kind of there's must be these tent bags in the ground, um, otherwise, which is true, I think you know for <laughs> for your faith to hold up, there has to be some tent bags in the ground. Um, but what are those, and where can you be flexible? I don't know. I feel like mm. where's oh, I feel like I'm only starting to be willing to let go of some stuff perhaps
0: yeah, yeah. I, I listened to this amazing podcast during the week I think it was um Exvangelical, mm-hmm. and they were quoting Richard Raw, who oh yes I, because uh, he's adorable. yeah <laughs> I love um, you gotta say your comment <laughs> okay that I would turn Catholic for him
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, love it. The best line. Uh, anyway,
0: um, so I think they were quoting one of his books, and or maybe something that they heard him speak about on another podcast. And he was saying, you know, there's all these people leaving the church, and he doesn't want them to come back until the church has got its crap together. Yeah. Like, just stay away <laughs> yeah, right. until until the church has got itself sorted out. Because yeah. if they come back now, they're just going to go, eh, same old crap, and just leave again. Did he have so, a hopeful time frame on that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think he did.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. That was really interesting. That someone with yeah such a such a positive view of faith could still go. You know what? Um, we're not we're not at the right place to be having a massive influx of people. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. What do you think
2: then about? Yeah, what about the kind of Pentecostal growth thing then? That's happening. That was came out in the census, didn't it? That Mm -hmm. that was the only church growing. Growing. Yeah. Why why is that? And what do we have to learn from that?
0: But is that just the Anglicans just like visiting the Pentecostals because they've got better music? Like what
1: (laughs) you know? Well, I think there is. And this is like I mean, it is the um what I think of as like a bit like the baby boomer comment at times, which is like, Hey guys, church is cool, you just don't know it is. And I think Yeah. But there, there is a truth in there in some ways because I think particularly young people are looking for community and looking for a connection to something. And I think, you know, if, if there is cool music and their friends are going along to something, um, you know, maybe that is going to work for them. You know, I think of churches like Planet Shakers or whatever, and they are growing and they're obviously, you know, I don't think you can just diss that and go, well, it's all just emotionalism or hype or whatever but then I also think there's a drop off maybe perhaps of people our age that we're that old yeah. but who are looking <laughs> for something you know beyond that don't quote me on this yep. maybe we have to edit this out if it's wrong but um, I was talking to someone the other day that said Francis Chan I don't know if any of you know him he's a pastor yep. of like a mega church in America and he's just resigned or something basically yeah. saying you know this is not biblical. Because people are just um, like they're standing, what do you call it, observers, and they're not actually part of life, you know, living the Christian life. They're just these mega churches and they're coming in and they're sitting and they're getting, I don't know, their adrenaline pump for the week or something, and but they're not actually living out what he feels the biblical Christian life is, which, I mean, yeah. that's massive.
2: Yeah. I imagine he's he'd starting be a good. house church
1: Yeah, right. And I I, yeah. And I, I can. You know, I can see that and understand the pull of that myself. I think at this stage of life, but you know, a sixteen-year-old is probably not want to go to want to go to a little house church of ten people who there might be one other person their age there. And I think mm-hmm. being with peers when you're in that kind of teenage age group is really important. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but. There's a lot about church that you just go, "Oh my goodness, it's so countercultural in a bad
0: way, in a not inclusive way. Yeah, you can make it cool, but it doesn't mean it, it makes it inclusive.
2: Yeah, I find it really challenging having done the kind of emerging church space as well, mm-hmm. with the coffee shop, the really going away from you know being in people's living rooms, going away from the standard church setup. Mm. But then finding ourselves back there. Yeah, because it grows. It practically works and it grows that <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. We were in a building for a number of years where you, even if you're a regular, you struggle to find the entry to. Yeah. And funnily enough, you <laughs> stay at the same, the same number of people for many years. Yeah. And then you find a space that is a church building that yeah. people recognise and it explodes. I, you know, it's a whole host, obviously, of other reasons around that. Mm-hmm. But it, it does make me wonder... Mm. Will that do we just stick to that model and that mm. uh, eventually just peters out because there's yeah. nothing new? But then I'm struggling to see the new where there's real life, other than as you say, like maybe the yeah. big, bigger church is getting bigger. And yeah, I, know, I think your point around is that just other Christians going to that?
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like that Brian Houston, Houston article saying, mm. um, you know, we've got to keep the message the same, but we've got to change the method.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. which is
0: really interesting for, for him as one of the, you know, pastors of one of the biggest churches in Australia to say because <laughs> his, method, his method seems to be working.
1: Yeah, and well, but also is it? Like I don't think it's the method necessarily that's pushing people away from the church. I think it's the message.
2: Absolutely. I think it's what they are
1: hearing coming out of the church and people that identify as being Christians. And if you've got, you know, even Pauline Hanson saying we're a Christian nation if people identify that, and what's his name, Cory Bernardi, if people yeah. identify the ultra-conservative racist, you know, that's that's what the message of Christ is. I think they don't want a bar of that, and I think they Australians are very cluey to call out what they think is just crap. I don't yeah. think they put up with crap.
2: In fact, I've just joined. I've just joined the board, Cling um, <laughs> of. Go, girl. (laughs) A small little um, uh, movement called Common Grace. Have you guys Mm -hmm. come across them? Mm -hmm. Commongrace.org.au and it's really just out of this desire to be a different voice to that um, almost political, it seems, moralistic thing where we only talk about issues of abortion and euthanasia and um, gay marriage and so trying to give a, a broader view of what Christians stand for in terms of justice all people so it'd be interesting how I mean they've got they're saying 35,000 Australian Christians on that already yeah right Um, wow and how will that grow you know like and that really I think is intended to and should appeal to your uh, you know people in their 20s and 30s and really could be anyone of all ages but I think it is picking up the fact that they've got that many people already picks up this Big gap, I guess, yeah. in, in, a, in the public voice. And I think everyone's nervous to go out. I mean, I've spoken to a number of Christian leaders who, some who've been quite excited about going out to be a voice, but many who are just freaked out because you stick your head above water yeah. and you get shot down no matter what. And you've got yes. to be, you've got to be able to be genuine. You've got to be able to back up your view with practical examples. So If you're speaking out against abortion, you've Mm -hmm. got to show that you're actually taking in young mothers, yeah, um, to keep their babies or whatever, or indigenous issues, you know, which are so complex or Mm -hmm. justice issues. And there's There's got to be a match
1: up, doesn't there, between what you the whole of the message and if the ultimate thing is love, that that's what you're showing. Yep. Yeah, I think that's so interesting.
2: And and it takes it takes a freaking long time like that mm, takes a, yeah. g- up so much of your time to genuinely do that well yeah i mean yeah. I ju- bruce and i tried to do community living for a bit and yeah. yeah you're working full time you don't even have time to like have dinner with the people you're living with let alone open up your doors to the local community yeah I mean, to genuinely take this on you have to have i think a complete shift in what you value and where you put your time and yeah, I think and it's not
0: going to be an instant thing either. Like it's no. going to take potentially generations to change what people see yeah. um, Christians being and doing. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's all right. and that's why I don't know if you guys have come across this movement of um, love makes a way with the Christian leaders doing peaceful um, activism around okay. issues of refugees. Ah, and it's look amazing that look them up love makes the way okay. and so they've had sit-ins at scott morrison's office when he was the minister mm-hmm. for immigration yeah. and yep. been arrested and taken away um and all around the country yeah it's so just you know 12 people in their dog collars and yes. <laughs> whatever yes i feel like i had. have heard of that i love that yeah.
1: yeah yeah and i think if you want the pendulum to switch you have to do something a bit radical and that's the thing, like I could imagine a lot of people saying, Well, we've got to live within the laws of the land and we shouldn't protest or I don't know, I could yeah. imagine that. And I think oh, but yeah. actually to get the pendulum to shift you have to be radical. You can't just
2: Yeah. And to be single minded maybe around why you're doing that. So mm-hmm. I don't think those I mean, I'm not I'm putting words in their mouth now, but mm-hmm. I don't think they were doing that to see more people turn up to church on a Sunday. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> They genuinely want to see people out of detention. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I wonder how much we mix that. Yeah, that's social justice and evangelism spectrum, which yeah, still sits there. I think as a challenge. Like, do <laughs> we genuinely love people for people, or, or is there always an agenda? And I think that's what people are getting. They they sniff it out, right? Yes. The yes.
1: It's like that church sign that I saw, um, which is "We love hurting people." I love the church signs. I pass a few on my way to work whenever I go and sometimes (laughs) they're horrific. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes I don't know that they're funny. And I love (laughs) that. (laughs) Can I read you a couple that I have here? Yeah. Yeah, these are some of my favourite over the last little while. Okay, this one is from a Baptist church. Life stinks. We have a pew for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is United Church, Church of Christ. Best sausage supper in St. Louis. Come and eat, Pastor Thomas Ressler.
0: Oh, <laughs> my
1: oh, uh, wait a minute. Here's my personal favourite.
0: Someone is not editing these signs.
1: No, no, no. Don't let worries <laughs> kill you. Let the church help
0: yeah <laughs> i like that one a lot so uh, true.
1: this one was just wrong ladies retreat in his hands with <laughs> the low ball yep. but yeah <laughs> someone is eye. not yeah i just wonder what australians <laughs> yeah. think sometimes when they read those
0: signs i honestly don't think they think much <laughs> to be honest Whether do they laugh or they get annoyed i don't know or do they just not
1: even Just roll their eyes
2: and move on, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Just like all of us, actually. I don't know if you're a Christian or not. it is.
1: Yeah. But I think there is an openness still to connect with something spiritual and even with the, you know, going back to like the idea of the form, you know, there's I think sometimes society is looking for um, not religion but some kind of ritual. Like I think some anchors, I think ritual goes out of our society and celebrations and milestones and all those kinds of things and I think sometimes that can be a really nice thing and really comforting even to, you know, sit in a beautiful church with candles and stained glass windows and, you know, just have time to reflect or be mindful or whatever and I don't think that's a bad thing and maybe it's just, yeah, not getting too not being so serious about it. I don't know. I think Australians have an irreverence. So I think while they might want that connection, there's also just a sense of, yeah, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Mm. And I think that's okay. I
2: was just going to say, do you think that um, the extreme use of technology now that I mean I find myself addicted to the social media space all of that I mean you guys Mm. are I think both introverts so I'd be interested in your view on this (laughs) um is the loss of internal reflection Mm. uh, happening at the same time as the loss of a religion I just to your point you know that sitting in a quiet church with no other distractions Mm. to tap into your inner life and your spirituality um is that, I mean, I wonder if that's even being lost in the Christian church, let alone broader society. And I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a real swing back to that at some point because yeah. it's human nature to need to. Be and I think there's, def- there's definitely
0: a swing back to that in the wider community, isn't there? You mm. know, there's the minimalism movement. That's true. And yeah. Slow cooking. Know, there's a whole lot of meditation and <laughs> yeah, yeah, slow, slow cooking, cooking and cooking. slow eating and yeah. slow living. You know, it's it's a big, it's a massive movement, and yeah. whether that's making up for that that yes, lack of um, introspection, yeah, it's yeah. replacing what the religion was. Yeah, it's a good point.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I'd like to think that
1: they want to have some kind of connection. Maybe yeah. I think it, things do need to be reframed and looked t- look different to what they have, but that doesn't mean everything gets chucked out.
2: Absolutely. So, what do you think the next census will show? Well, it's only four years away. Yeah,
1: more Jedi Knights, maybe. Don't know. What do you think?
2: Um, I think the no religion will grow. Mm. Yeah, I do. But yeah, I don't think it'll be a complete annihilation or anything, but. <laughs> it's well. you heard it here people
1: the oh, end oh, of the world on. is not coming yet not in the next four years <laughs>
2: <laughs> give it eight <laughs> yeah maybe eight That's I Love it, it. That's
0: it. <laughs> all right so we've we've uh we've said the world's not going to end in the next four years <laughs> sure, sure. Should it lighten up a bit yeah. what 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 else <laughs> what what have you been what have you been doing this week since we forgot to talk about it at the start mm-hmm Let's go. You've been watching *Handmaid's Tale* ish. Yes,
1: yep, I have, and yeah, yes. I'm definitely sucked in, and it's yeah. good because it's creepy and thrillery in a way. But oh, it is gross, but it. it's not too, it's not too bloody yet. Anyway, are your? Was it something you watched with your husbands? I was thinking as I was watching it. You know, I think Jason might be interested in this, but I didn't. I, when think I first started him. watching, <laughs> yeah, no, when I first started watching, I thought, oh, he he probably wouldn't, but I think maybe he would. Yeah, so mm. maybe well, I, have I won't to watch get anything it. that
0: I watch. But um, yeah. he, yeah, he did get sucked in when I was watching the first episode. Um, he stood there. It's the kind of thing that you can't, you couldn't tear yourself away from it. You can't wow. start watching it and then stop. Like I had to stop myself watching all the episodes at once because that just was not <laughs>
2: practical. <for>, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Pesky children. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we just watched the first episode of, completely different, of yeah. Glow on
0: Netflix. Oh, yes, that's What's next Glow? on my list.
2: It is fun. <gasps> it's going to be a fun season. It's Ooh. done by the Oranges is the New Black people. Yeah, right. I'm uh, not that I've actually seen that series, to be honest, uh, but Glow is about 80s okay. and women wrestlers. What? So <laughs> yeah. I loved the, the preview. I loved it. The girl that um, is one of the characters in Mad Men, the wife of Pete, who has the affair and stuff. So she oh, yes. seems to be one of the main characters, certainly in episode one anyway. Yeah. And she's like a real actor who's trying to get a break but can't. <laughs> and the director guy actually looks at her as she's trying out for the wrestling thing. And he's like, I can't decide if you're, you know, you've got a lovely face or it's, no, it's really ugly right now. Oh, wait, no, oh. maybe it's okay. And what? she's like, Really offended, but then uh, yeah, ends up getting a gig. Um, so it's just random and quite funny. Bruce quite liked it too. Okay, so yeah, nice. Would nice couple, cool couple show.
0: We also smashed
2: Travelers on Netflix as another little. Okay, um, what's that about? First season, uh, it's a bit sci-fi, which I'm not normally mm. into, but this mm. one felt quite plausible in a weird way so when I explain it to you it's not going to sound plausible so mm. <laughs> um the, the idea is that there's people coming back from the future because the future is pretty much got an annihilated earth so um as people are about to die in current day they get um they uh, scream and their brains go they hold on to their heads because they're in a lot of pain and then someone from the future inhabits their body Ew. so they don't know. No one knows that they've actually died. So they've taken on this character, and what's happened is in the future they've looked at social media pages to determine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so scary. they take, yeah yeah it's really fascinating, and they've got to save the world, right? So that's quite, and they're <laughs> all these yeah, is right, American? Of course, it's American. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like Denmark or the UK doing that? I don't <laughs> think Trump. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I. Speaking yeah. of the decline of the church, one thing that I think has happened with religion is uh, all the um, – I am leading to something that I have been listening to anyway, the like the Royal Commission into Child Abuse. Uh, I think that's yeah. been a big turnoff for people uh, in Australia, in particular all around the Western world. But I've been listening to the podcast Trace, which I oh, yeah. am loving – and it's like it's kind of like happening now so there's only I think three or four episodes that have down and they haven't kind of got to the end of the case who knows if they will um but it was it's about this um woman who was brutally murdered back in the 60s I think and anyway from where they're up to now it's looking like perhaps Um, some priests were involved and certainly one of her sons was abused by the priest. But the interesting thing is like the police officer that they're interviewing in, it said back in those days no one even thought to think about the priests. Like no one even registered that there would be any way. Yeah, because there was this incredible trust in the church and in, yeah, which I think is just not there now at all, with good reason.
0: What about you, Tam? What have you been reading, watching... Um, okay, so I've I've been just devouring Hairmaid's Tale*.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what have I been reading? Um, on the um, recommendation of Annabelle and Lee, <laughs> I've been lovely. reading some Anne Enright, Ooh, and okay. she's amazing, and I'm in love. Okay, um, so I'm reading *The Green Road*, which is absolutely incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: What's it about? So that's been lovely. Um, so, oh, it's about it's it's really hard to put together when you're only mm-hmm. halfway through the book. Yeah. But okay um so it's it's about an irish family and there's four kids and they're following each of their journeys and i imagine they'll it's all going to be brought together at Mm. the
1: end beautifully
0: love it but i'm really yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it her writing is just oh it's delicious i'd like to read that yeah i've heard good things yeah yeah absolutely and just on a lighter note i got and this is something that i had looked at years ago and i forgot about for years have you guys seen the cake wrecks
1: oh and Um, they like sunny cakes that people have made
0: Good Lord, oh, yes.
1: I love that what?
0: What? Okay. Oh my God! Oh my god. Shell, you need it's you need to have a hilarious. look at it. You will laugh your head off. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. And Bruce will love um, it too. Yes, indeed. So <laughs> I just it's one of those things you fall down the rabbit hole and the next thing you know, yeah. it's <laughs> one AM in the morning and you're looking at cakes. <laughs> Crazy
1: cakes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Well worth a look. I love
1: it, Jake.
0: I feel like we're Need another glass of wine? Yeah, mm. that sounds good. Cool. So, um, so that that's it for the first episode. I think we survived. Yay. relatively. Okay. Yeah, well <laughs> um, so we'll pop all the references and the books and the websites at our website. Yay. At yeah. At faithdisrupted.com. We, we also have a Facebook page, of course we do, mm. that you can um, come in. You know, chat or ask questions. All of our two listeners can do that. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yay! And hopefully, we'll be back again with a new episode next week. We'll see.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.